You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. The Sword of the Spirit is the title of this devotion. Right here in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, it says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. In Revelations, in Revelations chapter 1, verse 16, we see, Jesus had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And, its, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. The two-edged sword coming out of his mouth, out of Christ's mouth, is a symbolism of the life-searching, deep-searching cutting of the Word that cut as under, as Hebrews would say, marrow and bone, spirit and soul, and brings to uh, the service, the hidden thoughts of the heart. The word searches and comes into the depths of our nature, like a sword that pierces through into the depths of our person, into the depths of our nature, to not only bring out thoughts that don't belong, but to bring thoughts that do belong, the thoughts of God. And it says here in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 1 and 2, The Lord has called me from the womb, from the matrix of my mother. He has made mention of my name, and he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he has hidden me, and so forth. The prophet understood that God had called him from his mother's womb, just like Paul would say in Galatians 1, it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb to call me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him, he says there. And and you see, you come to a place in your life, dear friends, where you begin to discover that God had a purpose for your birth and that no matter what were the conditions of your birth. I mean, many believe that David was conceived out of wedlock and because he was treated like an illegitimate child by his own brothers. And when Jesse, his father, called his sons, he did not call David. And David was hidden away behind the sheep. But it don't matter what has hidden you away what circumstances has caused you to be in such a place? Your heavenly Father knows you, and He loves you, and He has a plan and purpose for your life from your mother's womb. Oh, yeah. David would say in Psalm 51, I was conceived in sin and brought forth in iniquity. But then he says in Psalm 139, I was fearfully and wonderfully made, and all the days planned for me were written in your book, O God. Such thoughts are too great for me. I can't comprehend it, that you had planned my whole life before I was born. 
So we can all have sometimes the realization that my coming into this world wasn't unique. But friends, God has an amazing plan and purpose for your life. And Isaiah understood that the Heavenly Father had called him from his mother's womb to empower him to be able to speak by his spirit. And that is what he's saying. He's saying here, from the matrix of my mother, he, God, has made mention of my name and he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he has hidden me. Oh, what a good thing when you know that God wants to employ your mouth, your tongue, as an instrument of his holiness, an instrument of his life-giving spirit, as an instrument of his healing, that your lips are the fruits of truth and your tongue is an instrument of healing, not an instrument of device, not a divisive instrument, not as an instrument of tailbearer, but an instrument of forgiveness and healing and reconciliation and restoration, and that God wants your tongue to become so powerful by his spirit that he is able to slay the enemy with the life-giving words. Jesus spoke by the words and demons would flee. Jesus spoke by the word and people were healed. I tell you, the, the faith that we are given in Christ is not far from us. It's in our heart and in our mouth, says, says uh, Romans chapter 10. And one of the scriptures right here in chapter 50 that I have prayed and I love praying is verse 4 of chapter 50 of Isaiah. And the Lord has given me the tongue of the learned. Come on, folks, listen. I had a, I had a gift of stupidity when I was young. Yeah, I meant well, but I could say the, I could say the dumbest things and really embarrass my family, my parents, myself. But, but just saying stupid stuff. So just because it's a mess right now, your tongue, your mouth, doesn't mean God can't fix it. He can fix it. He can give you a heart that is so clean that you wouldn't dare to speak a lie. You wouldn't dare to twist a thought. You wouldn't dare to be dishonest. You couldn't bear it. You love being wholehearted, upright, and sincere. Your words are full of kindness and mercy and goodness and truth and healing and forgiveness. God is able to give you the tongue of the learned. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. I believe in this that our loving Father wants to anoint your heart and your mouth by His Spirit to be able to have that living, life-giving Word in it. I pray this over myself every day. I do. I pray it every day. When I think of John chapter 3, oh, I tell you the truth here. It says in verse 34, For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God does not give the Spirit by measure. You see, I personally feel the greatest anointing that you and I could ever have is to speak God's life-giving words. That when you say it, it's not you saying it. It's like what Jesus says here in John 14. I just remember that verse. Oh, I love that verse here. 
do you not believe in verse 10 uh, that I am in the Father and the Father in me the words that I speak to you I do not speak on my own authority but the Father who dwells in me does the works believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves Jesus understood that when he spoke and things begin to happen because he spoke it, that was the Father working. He understood that his mouth was the working of God. Jesus could not live outside of that. When he was questioned, when he said to the man who was at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years laying there lame, he said to him, rise up and walk. And the man rose up and walked. And then they questioned, how could you do such a thing? And he said in chapter 5, verse 19, I, as the Son of Man, can do nothing except what I see my Father doing. And my Father loves me and shows me all things that He Himself does. And He will show me greater works than these that you might marvel. He will cause me to speak by His Spirit, His life-giving words, you will see the Father do amazing things. And Jesus had this mindset that I charge you today to pursue like I do every day when I read the scripture like this. John chapter 5 verse 30. I'm able to do nothing from myself independently of my own accord but only as I am taught by God and as I, as I get his orders even as I hear, I judge, I decide this, I'm bidden to decide. As the voice comes to me, so I give a decision. And my judgment is right, just, righteous, because I do not seek or consult my own will. I have no desire to do what's pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and the pleasure of the Father who sent me. Now, you take a scripture like that, and you begin to meditate on this. And i tell you the truth, the Holy Spirit will enable you. Let me give you one more scripture in closing. One more. It's in Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11. I have prayed this. I was praying this just recently. And it says in verse 2 of Isaiah 11, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by the sight of his eyes or by the sight by the hearing of his ear. That talks about the anointing in the Lord Jesus. And I pray this all the time. Father, do not let me be moved by just what I see or hear, but only by your spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the reverential obedient fear of the Lord. Please, Lord, guard me by your spirit to not be impulsive. Guard me to not make mistakes, Lord. Guard me only to do what you show me. Guard me where you guide me, by your guiding me. And I pray this, and this is where the Heavenly Father would so anoint you to also sometimes keep your mouth shut. Don't answer the matter. Remember when in John chapter, what is it, 8? The woman caught in the act of adultery was cast before him and they stood with stones in their hands saying to them, Moses says in the law that she should be stoned, but what do you say? And they brought this 
occasion about to try to get, get Jesus to show that he disobeyed the law of God. But Jesus did not answer that spirit by which they came. That cruel, mean, destructive spirit that wants to grab you and cause you to agree with it and become venomous. Oh, come on now. No, 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 no. That's not the sword of the spirit. That's not what your mouth is given for, to be employed by other venom, by other people's mad rage and anger and offense, and maybe rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, maybe they got really hurt and now they're so angry and they want your agreement. No, 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 no. You, you say nothing. You stay meek and lowly and gentle. You absorb in them disarmament and you comfort those who are wounded and hurting. And Jesus did not open his mouth. He didn't respond to that spirit. You read it. But he wrote in the ground, as Jeremiah says in chapter 17, verse 13. He says, those who have forsaken the well of salvation, the well of life, their names are written in the dust. And Jesus was writing in the ground and they're saying, this spirit by which you want to deal with this woman is not the spirit of my father. And then finally, as they pressed him, he looked up and he says, if any of you are without sin, go ahead and throw the first stone. And the spirit by which he looked at them is what disarmed all that offense. Because Jesus is the manifestation of God's forgiveness for sins. And he said to the woman, where are your accusers? He says, there are none. He said, neither will I. Go and sin no more. Friends, we want to have that kind of force in our mouth. Like Jesus was able to put away those stones of accusation and bring about a spirit of forgiveness and love. Amen. Have a good day.